I think it's in the best interest of Zach Evans to come back to school. I'll explain why. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, and participate in the comment section below and upvote the video itself. Thank you very much for that. Zach Evans should come back to school. It's at the point where I think it comes down to can he make as much money in school as he can as a lower-round draft pick in the NFL? Now, I think Zach Evans has all the ability in the world, and I think people are missing on him. And I think if Zach Evans decided to bet on himself, he would probably improve that a little bit. But he could do the same thing by coming back to school. Let me show you this real quick. This was on Twitter today. This is Mel Kuyper's top 10 running back rankings. Now, it's B. John Robinson one, Devin A. Chain, two, Jameer Gibbs, three, Dwayne McBride, four, Blake Corum, five, you see what I'm getting at, Zach Charbonnet, six, um, Tajay Spears, seven, uh, Kendra Miller, eight, Chase Brown, nine, and Roshan Johnson, a backup at number 10. That, that's absolutely insane. But it's a situation where this happens. And you know who's not on that list? Like Tank Bigsby, there's several other running backs that go. So depending on who likes who depends on where Zach Evans is going to fall. And I am of the opinion that he is he is better to bet on himself in college, especially with another running back going through taking carries off of him so he can keep some tread on the tires and coming back to school and the Grove Collective makes him – I don't know, $250,000, $300,000, whatever the number is. You know, I'm just I'm just throwing out a number. And that's going to be pretty close to the same as a three-year contract at the rookie level, not necessarily league minimum, but there's the chance that it's fairly close. So in the age in 2018, 2017, the age before ages in college football, players needed to go pro because that was their chance to make money. So people that needed money would jump shit and go to the NFL for the opportunity to make that money. Different world we live in now. The Grove Collective. Everything that's going on. There is no running back in the transfer portal that is as good as Zach Evans. Don't even anybody try to tell me otherwise. There's no running back that is that good. So if Zach Evans can come back, that's better than any transfer portal acquisition that's currently out there. So for Ole Miss, yes, it is a huge benefit if Zach Evans decides to return to school. I'm talking how it may be beneficial for Zach Evans himself. Because let's say you sign a contract that, you know, $500,000 for three or four years, whatever the rookie scale is for a sixth round draft pick. You know, I don't know the exact numbers. I'm sure it's up there and it's going to be a lot. But the thing that I'm talking about is, do you want to make that money for four years or do you want to make a little bit less this year with the chance of making more your first four years? You could actually end up making millions of dollars 
by staying on a $250 deal with the Grove Collective for one year at Ole Miss. So it would be logical, it would be smart, potentially, for Zach Evans to stay. Now, I realize how silly it sounds because we are beat down of 40 years of Zach. This Zach Evans should absolutely go. Go make that money because you were in a situation to where it was difficult for college athletes to make ends meet, but that's not the world we live in anymore. I think if we can get Zach Evans for one year and make it worth his while, he goes out and produces and stays healthy for a full 12-game season and improves his draft stock, would be unbelievable for the kid. Unbelievable for the kid. And it's logical. It could happen. Now, we don't know who's in whose ear. We don't know what's going on. But if Zach Evans was going to go to the NFL, I think if it was locked down, slam dunk a decision of doing that, I think we would have already heard, right? I think we would have already heard that. If Zach Evans was staying, I, I, I don't know. They could be doing it for effect. So as the Texas Bowl gets closer, after the Texas Bowl, maybe we'll hear about that. January 5th or 6th, maybe we will hear that. So it could be something to where we get an announcement on Zach Evans. But it is my opinion that he would be better off staying. It would help the program. There's no running backs out there that are better than Zach Evans. Zach Evans is an elite Adrian Peterson-level talent. He rushed for nearly 1,000 yards on 150 carries this year. If he can come back, he has a chance to do that again. And that's with a 1,500-yard rusher in the backfield with him. Ole Miss's running attack could be different if Zach Evans stays. And Zach Evans, from all accounts, Kind of a different dude. Not necessarily a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying, much like Lane Kiffin, people want to assume what they're thinking. They do not know what they're thinking. And they do not know what motivates them, what makes them tick. So we're going to have to wait a little bit on Zach Evans. That's fine. Zach Evans has a chance to show out a little bit in the Texas Bowl, go over 1,000 yards this year. Quinshawn Judkins has a chance to show out in the Texas Bowl, and break the SEC freshman rushing record for yards. Lots of stuff to do in this bowl game. And I'm going to be the first to tell you, I want Ole Miss to pass the ball more. Because as I've said many times before, if you're not in the playoffs, bowl games are simply the first game of the following season. It's an additional spring practice. Some things that you want to try, you need to go ahead and get a head start on it. So for lack of a different term, let Jackson cook. Let him throw the ball around the yard. Let him develop a rapport with the receivers of there and receivers that might be coming back. Jalen Robinson, I'm assuming he is coming back because he, for whatever reason, didn't play much this year. Jordan Watkins, I ex I'm expecting him to do relatively well. Dayton Wade, already as a number three, number four wide receiver, was the one making plays for Ole Miss this season. So, what we're seeing from Ole Miss right now is there are a lot of people getting in the transfer portal, but not really any surprises. Not really anything that people look at and it's like they fret about. It's more expected. It's more warranted. It's more 
you know, what they're going to be able to do in the future because they don't see a future here. Now, the players that are contributors that you would be worrying about transfer portal watch. Remember during the Ole Miss-Arkansas game when they were talking about which players are schools going to take away from Ole Miss? And all this, nobody's left. Nobody. Hasn't happened. Now, they might. The biggest contributor that has walked out, I think, is Miles Battle. And we'll see. Ole Miss is recruiting like John Saunders. We're going to talk about that um, and defensive players. We talked to Mike Huseman in the Twitter spaces. That goes up tonight, um, a replay of that, so you can hear what he says about that, including three names that he is favoriting from Ole Miss in the transfer portal on defense. Real interesting stuff. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by the National Highway and, Trans uh, Highway and Transportation Safety Bureau. Um, you're hanging out with some friends, and you put back a few drinks. A few becomes too many, and an evening becomes comes to an end, and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. They, However, they still don't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, we need to talk a little bit about Trey Harris. Why do we need to talk about Trey Harris? Yeah, we already talked about him earlier in the week, but it is starting to trend as this transfer portal starts to cook. Tweet came out today that Trey Harris is now projected to Ole Miss per on three. So at least some grapevine stuff is out there with Trey Harris. And Trey Harris, like we said, is an all-conference USA wide receiver, um, has three 100-yard gains this past season. He's a bigger body out there on the outside, and he has a chance to absolutely blow up in Ole Miss's offensive system. He's another air raid guy. He played for Sunday, Sonny Cumbie at Louisiana Tech. So what we're seeing is receivers that played in that system come over to the Lane Kiffin thing so they have almost different film more vertical-based stuff. And Trey Harris is kind of that dude. He's he's from South Louisiana, I think. I think Lafayette, but don't quote me on that. Um, he was a quarterback in high school, got to Louisiana Tech. They moved into wide receiver. He put on some weight. He started growing into it and became a dude. That That's what happened for him. This is a situation where you go to a G5 school and you kind of talent out of the G5 realm and you start looking for a major conference opportunity and that is what is going on I believe with Trey Harris at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has offered him. They've offered Joshua Cobbs. They've offered um, the tight end out of Arkansas State. They've offered C.J. Dupree. Uh, several pass catchers that 
fit a little bit of a mold. They're going to be 6'2 or higher. They're going to be over 200 pounds, and they're going to be flexible where they can line up. CJ Japri is a true tight end that Ole Miss has offered. But other than that, Traore out of um, Arkansas State, kid from London, he's more of an Evan Ingram type. He's more of a Michael Trigg type. So you can get an idea of what they're thinking for the offense next year based on what they do with the tight end position. If they go out and get a C.J. Dupree or another road grader to line up on the end of the line for the running game, you might see them do a lot of the same stuff they did this year. Now, if they're in a situation where the tight end is more of a pass catcher, more of a fleet guy, you can see somebody like Traore or something like that. There's several players that have gotten into the portal that's gotten out. Eric All is at Iowa. Um, Jaheim Bell has transferred to Florida State. They obviously have their eyes on somebody. Something's going on. Now, information coming out of the Ole Miss camp is sparse, and I think that's intentional. I think something is a little bit planned, and there's probably a reason for it. So, whatever we get, we need to talk about and, you know, break it down thoroughly because those are the morsels that we're going to get. But a player like Traore, Trey Harris at wide receiver, Joshua Cobbs, uh, somebody, even somebody like Chris Marshall or somebody like that, bigger, taller, longer receivers that can dominate a smaller cornerback. Now, whenever you get up against a bigger cornerback, when you have like an Emmanuel Forbes or somebody like that, all of a sudden – that matchup is going to be a little different and becoming a little easy, even more even. You might have a situation where you need a wide receiver that can go out there and handle their business. But whenever you play smaller guys, there's going to be a matchup advantage on the outside, and that'll help you in the run game. We talked about this all last spring about the need for Ole Miss to get a little bit bigger on the outside wide receiver because of the run game. And then that was before I even knew that they were going to run the ball this month, even though I knew that they were going to lean on it because of Zach Evans. Zach Evans told me a lot about this offense. This offense has gone through a little bit of a metamorphosis because of whatever reason. This isn't a Charlie Weiss thing. This is a Lane Kiffin thing, I believe. And Part of that is intentionally recruiting Zach Evans and intentionally recruiting Quinshawn Judkins. They knew what they were getting. Lane Kiffin sitting in that cold bleacher in Montgomery, Alabama, watching a state championship game last December for Quinshawn Judkins tells you all you need to know. He did the same thing even though it was warmer weather and it was nicer at Southern Miss for Sunterine Perkins, who you, know, you saw our videos yesterday. I think he's one of the best high school prospects to come out of Mississippi historically there's there's other ones that have an argument but Santorini is absolutely in that conversation all the way up to Marcus Dupree so understand what is going on right now in recruiting in the transfer portal Trey Harris right now is absolutely a name to watch so is Joshua Cobbs so is like um, John Saunders the cornerback from Miami of Ohio um, I think Andre Carter from Western Michigan and who else there's a safety out of New Mexico that people should watch. He's the high school teammate of Chris Marshall. I forget his name at the moment. I apologize for that. But Ole Miss has a chance to do some really cool things. 
in the transfer portal. And I think they're building up to first signing day, then transfer portal. I think that is the plan. And well, signing day, bowl game, transfer portal. I think that is the plan. The portal window closes around January 18th. So we'll see exactly how this goes. Now, players that visit, if they don't commit right away, keep an eye on them. If if it goes on and on for a couple of weeks, we're probably more in it. If they commit right afterwards, obviously we were in it. If it's like a five, they commit after about four or five, six days, I, I, and Ole Miss wasn't their first visit, I, I don't know. So we'll see exactly what happens with the transfer portal. Remember, we're going to tell you in the, second, in the third segment what we're going to do on signing day and what we are going to do moving forward. I mean, I'm really excited about this. Really excited about this. But first, I do want to tell you that this show is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you look down below, Ole Miss is a, currently a three-point favorite over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The over-under is currently at 69.5 points. The game's at 8 o'clock on December 28th. That's my anniversary, by the way, um, at 8 o'clock p.m. Central. Should be very interesting. It's on ESPN. That line and all lines that we talk about on this channel come courtesy of BetOnline.net. Anyway, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So please do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation below by commenting on the video and upvoting the video. Appreciate it very much. Anyway, we are in the December law before early signing day. Now, if there's a whole lot of stories going on, people would be going crazy with signing day less than a week away. They're like, oh my goodness, what's what's happening? And But the, I don't know about the sad fact or whatever's going on, there's not a whole bunch of drama amongst the Ole Miss signees, potentially. And it's not going to be an overly large class. I'm thinking 12 to 15 high school players signed. And I think the number right now is probably Ole Miss can sign somewhere around 30 to 35 players, maybe. I'm not 100% sure on that. Because players that walked at senior day back against Mississippi State are coming back for their senior year. So there's so many questions going on about all these players. And after signing day, I think we're going to do an accounting of exactly where we sit scholarship-wise because I, that, I think that's going to matter because it's going to be 12 to 15 high school, I think. And then the rest is going to be filled out in the portal. Now, how many is that going to be? Is it going to be 12? Is it going to be 15? Is it going to be seven? I, I'm not 100% sure at this moment. I do know that they are giving out offers all over the place um, for defensive line, linebacker, and defensive back. A lot of stuff on the defense. They're doing some work trying to correct this defense from last season. On the offensive line, one or two offers have gone out. 
Running back, none. Wide receiver, a ton outside wide receiver. None on the inside at this point. And that tells me that I that you can probably expect Jalen Robinson to return. And with George Watkins, they're pretty set at the slot position. At tight end, offers are going out because they do need to fill that. They have Kyron Heath. Michael Trigg apparently um, is kind of getting back in it, into good graces right now and we'll see exactly what happens there big big bowl practice big spring practice for him um, if he wants to be a focal point in next year's offense along with these outside wide receivers it should be very very interesting going on anyway in this law we're kind of holding back waiting for Ole Miss to get the first transfer commit whenever the first transfer commits if I can if I'm here I will live stream for 10 or 15 minutes at that moment for that transfer portal commit early signing day when players come in when they sign all 15 players we're going to do live streams potentially every hour like if if three players sign in an hour we'll do a live stream for those three players something like that now for that one we have the new graphics for we're going to debut it on that should be a lot of fun the, that graphics, those graphics will also switch over to the transfer portal after early signing day. So you got the Texas Bowl, which we're going to have a pregame show for, and a postgame show for. Before that, at like four o'clock, is Ole Miss in Tennessee. So the pregame show will also serve as a postcast for the Ole Miss Tennessee game. And I know, I understand, your eyes are crossed. I get it. So we have a lot of fun stuff happening over the next coming weeks. It's going to be really busy for everybody. I'm going to try and make this as easy as possible for as many people as possible because, you know, some people like to talk to hear their own voice. I, I just want to talk to talk about what needs to be talked about. And when it's over, it's over. So I'm looking at 10, 15 minute live streams and to go along with the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, which is you know, 22 to 30 minutes every weekday. And the postcast about the same, depending on what's going on. So it should be a lot of fun. It's, I'm really, really, really fired up about it. So we'll see about the first transfer portal commit. I think we will probably get one before early signing day, potentially. Might not, but I think we will. Um, early signing day, we've got, like I said, we've got the plans for, then there's the Texas Bowl, and then January starts, and we will do a live stream, an extended live stream, for the closing of the transfer portal window. So, January 18th, or whatever that day is, we will do a live stream of that window. Should should be interesting about that. So, we're going to build up, moving slowly over to basketball. Tim Thomas will be in to tomorrow to talk about the UCF game and the Valpo game and preview a little bit about Temple. And we wanted to get him on Friday just to make sure that all of that stuff is available to be talked about. We have lots of data points that he can go off of. And Memphis losing um, to Alabama in Coleman Coliseum at Alabama by three, beating Auburn. I think, I think it's time we need to reframe that Memphis loss. That Memphis loss is now the best loss on Ole Miss's schedule, and Oklahoma is a little bit below that. But Oklahoma played really well, too. I think what it is is Memphis, Oklahoma, and Ole Miss are all good basketball teams. 
I, th- I think that is the only th- only thing we can really take away from it at this point. They're all just really good foot basketball teams. And, you know, I love Miles Burns, my favorite player since Jason Smith. I- I've talked about this over and over again. Um, this team reminds me a lot of those Rob Evans teams in the late 90s. So, 97, 98, whenever Keith Carter was out there nailing threes, that era. This team reminds me a lot of that. Matthew Morrell works really well with Deshaun Ruffin. We need to see where Amari Abram fits. And TJ Caldwell, if he can emerge as an outside threat, which he's doing, changes the calculus a little bit about the way the team plays. J.V. McInnes, um, Robert Allen, those guys, Akuba, we'll get to see exactly how they do. It's, I mean, it should be a lot of fun. We're going to keep this podcast, though, pretty short today. It should be 25, 26 minutes, so bear with us. So it's been a lot of fun today. Tomorrow we will talk to Tim Thomas and honestly do it. Unless some football news st- breaks, we'll do a lot of basketball tomorrow. So get ready for that. We're talking UCF, talking Temple, talking um, – Valpo as well, because Valpo had it coming, and they've had it coming for decades. But anyway, this has been the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today, available in this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's the end of the show. Tune in tomorrow. Like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit of basketball. Anyway, take care. Peace.